Nothing But The Words, episode number 51, Secrets of the Best How-To Books. Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Hey there, and welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. How is your writing going? Are you making progress on your book? Whatever book you're writing, I want to encourage you to just keep working. It doesn't matter if you write one page a day, one paragraph a day. Just keep moving forward, keep making progress. If you're not sure where to start, go back and listen to some of the earliest episodes of this podcast. I lay out all of the beginning steps of how to write your book. I'm actually recording this on February 2nd. And honestly, I am, my mind is blown that this is already February. I can't believe how quickly January has flown by. And while I did accomplish many of my goals for that month, there were some things I didn't quite finish. So I am tightening my calendar, tightening my daily schedule as we roll into February. And I really encourage you to do the same thing if you are finding you don't have enough time to write your book. More than ever, I have what my coaching client, Brandy Harvey calls an acute awareness of my time. It's a concept that she learned from a well-known pastor, and it means exactly what it sounds like, to be very aware of the fact that the time that we have to accomplish whatever we want to accomplish in this life is limited. So I'm super aware of that these days, and I'm really tightening my schedule. And speaking of Brandy, if you haven't read her book, Breakthrough Sold Separately, I highly recommend it if you are not hitting your goals the way that you want to, if you're not achieving what you want quickly enough, including writing your book, her book will give you the steps to help you stop spinning your wheels and really jump into the kind of life you want to live. The bottom line for me is don't let 2021 pass you by without doing the things you really want to do. Okay, in this episode, I want to share with you some of the lessons I've learned from the very best how-to books. And I don't mean what they taught me how to do, but what they actually did to make them very effective books. I'm going to use some of my clients as examples in case you want to check out some of these books. But other books do this incredibly well too. The best how-to books, if you look at the bestseller list, most of them do all of these things very, very well. And when I talk about how-to books, in this case, I'm referring to any book in which you teach people how to do something. So it may be a hybrid book. It may be personal development, professional development, a book on parenting, a book on personal finance, whatever you might be teaching people how to do, I'm talking to you. So secret number one, the best how-to books are easy to navigate. This sounds super simple, like not a big deal, and it can be simple, but it's also really, really important. Making your book easy to navigate starts with your outline and your chapter structure. If you want your book to be more of a reference book, provide a detailed table of contents as well. That will allow readers to really dip in and dip out to the section that they want to go to. If you want your readers to follow your process step by step, on the other hand, from one chapter to the next, make sure that's really clear from the beginning that one chapter follows the other and they build upon each other. And then connect those chapters one to the next so readers understand how each chapter serves the others. My client Patrice Washington does a fantastic job of creating a reference book that her readers can use in her upcoming book. It's another book I highly recommend. It comes out in March. It's for sale on pre-order right now. 
With her book, you can actually dip in and out of it as a reference. You can assess where you are in your life and each of the six areas of your life that she identifies and decide which one you most want to work on right away. Or you can just follow the book from one section to the next, but she sets it up so it's incredibly easy to navigate and really easy to use. And it's going to make the book really valuable for her readers. Secret number two, the best how-to books tell great stories. If you're writing a simple manual, a a short how-to book, then you might not tell a lot of stories, but the stories you tell should still be great. I could list so many of my clients who do this well in so many of the books that I have on my bookshelf from people who who I've never worked with, from great authors outside of my own world who do this really, really well. One who comes to mind is Lamar Tyler in his books, including Traffic, Sales, and Profit. He tells stories, even though his book is short and powerful and to the point. His books teach you exactly what they promise to teach you. They don't have a lot of fluff, but he also peppers them with super relevant case studies. He shares his own success and he highlights the success of many of his clients. Those stories make readers feel like those results are actually achievable. He's not just talking about what he's done. A lot of people will look at him and say, well, you're up on that pedestal. You've had a seven-figure business for a while. You've been doing this for a while. I could never do what you do. He also tells how he started and how his clients, several of his clients started and what they were able to achieve. It makes the book much more relatable. Those stories can come from your experience. They can come from your client's experience with their permission, of course, their written permission or by giving them absolute anonymity, changing all the details so no one can identify who they are. And they could also come from documented stories of public figures. So we have mythical stories, you know, George Washington chopping down the cherry tree, for example, is a mythical story, which probably isn't true. (laughs) I think it's been disproven to some extent, but it's a story that's in our popular culture. It's the type of story that could be used in a book. You could also use stories of public figures as long as you document your source for where those stories came from. Great stories illustrate the concepts you're teaching. They make your ideas and your strategies relatable, and they give readers a break from reading about process. Secret number three, the best how-to books have their own unique spin on the subject. As I was jogging on the Peloton treadmill that my husband so kindly gave me for my birthday last weekend, I decided to listen to one of my favorite podcasts instead of taking a class. Stacey Bayman's Make Money as a Life Coach podcast is really great for anyone who sells anything. Seriously, it's targeted at life coaches, thus the title, Make Money as a Life Coach. But if you're a coach or a consultant or you ever have sales calls, to sell your services, I think you'll find her show really valuable. In episode number 106, Selling Intangibles, she walks listeners through her five-step process for consultation calls, her five-step process to sell your services on consultation calls. This is her own process. It's unique to her. She came up with it. Now, remember, she did not invent the process of selling on consultation calls, and she doesn't pretend to have. She didn't even invent all of these strategies. She gives credit to the different places where she was trained and learned how to do these things. But she put them together in a way, in a system, in a process that is unique to her. The best how-to books do exactly that. They share the author's system. In many cases, this system comes in the form of a formal framework or a model. 
For instance, in her book, Your Next Chapter, my coaching client, Angela Raspis, has illustrations of different models, including her self-worth trilogy. Those models are Angela's original work. No other expert can claim them. And she didn't have to go out and design them herself. She could hire a designer to do that. In her case, she hired a professional to create the design based on her ideas. You don't have to design it yourself. You just have to come up with the idea. These models not only make it easier for readers to process the information, they also give you as an author models and illustrations and graphics and frameworks that you can use when you're marketing your book. You can use when you're speaking from the stage. You can use when you're being interviewed on podcasts. You can use over and over and over and over. Secret number four, the best how-to books give away the whole process. Now, all too often... (laughs) Authors will tell me they don't want to give away their whole process. They want people to work with them or take their course instead. In response to this, I usually ask them, how many times have you gotten all the results you want from reading a book? And how many times have you gone into a book with the best intentions of reading it and applying everything you learned and then in the end implemented 50% or less of what was actually in there? The reality is walking readers through your whole process demonstrates your expertise. It earns their trust. And yes, a small percentage of highly motivated, highly confident, and highly capable readers will implement the steps and get the results on their own. That's fantastic. You want them to do that. That's the promise of your book, right? If you follow my process, you can get these results. Those people will also be the biggest cheerleaders for your book, even if they don't follow every step. If they get results from following even a portion of your book, they will be your biggest cheerleaders. But here's the truth. Most readers will lack the confidence or even the personal discipline to implement everything in your book on their own. Those who are really interested in getting results will then look for opportunities to connect with you, buy from you, and work with you. Yes, there are times when it's inappropriate to share your whole process in a book. In that case, you would want to write a book about the subject without positioning it as a how-to book. If you're going to teach people how to, you gotta give them the whole thing. Lastly, secret number five, the best how-to books position you, the author, as the expert. Now, this is my own personal bias. It's not necessary for people to write this way. There are strong how-to books out there that have fairly anonymous authors, even though their name is on the front cover, you don't really think about them when you're reading the book. They teach what they're meant to teach. In that sense, they do get their job done. But even though the author's name is on there, the author doesn't really benefit a lot beyond that because no one thinks about that author. But when you're writing a how-to book or a hybrid how-to slash something else, that doesn't include you as the expert, you're really wasting an opportunity. The best, most effective how-to books teach readers how to do what they promise, but they also show readers why this author is the expert. They share some of the author's struggles and successes. They position the author as a real person who knows a lot on this topic. In doing so, the best how-to books also open many other doors for the author way beyond book sales. To recap, if you are teaching people how to do something in your book, make sure your book is easy to navigate, tell great stories, bring your own spin to the topic with your system, your models, your tools, or your framework. Give readers the whole process so they have a chance to get results 
and position yourself as the expert by sharing some of your own story. That's all for this episode. If you enjoyed it, follow me on Instagram at Candace L. Davis for more writing tips and inspiration. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis, and I'll see you next time.